everybody. Welcome to the Principal PLN. Today we're going to be talking about email. All things email with uh, Jessica Johnson is here and also we have a very special guest, Kurt Reese. Kurt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks Mike. Jessica, good to see you. Yeah. Hey, so we've had Kurt on the show before when we were formerly um, under a different name. But for those of you who don't know Kurt Reese, um, he's another elementary principal um, and a recess kickball legend in Onalaska, Wisconsin. So he's one of my wee amigos. Um, other things about Kurt, he is his school is recognized by the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction as a model school for their implementation of response to intervention. I think that is because RTI is <laughs> and Kurt's also a doctoral student at what is it like the University of Kentucky, Kurt? The University of Kentucky, yep. In their it's their EDL uh, program, so educational leadership. Uh, but this specific program I'm doing is in school technology leadership. Very okay. cool. And Kurt is also featured um, because of his re recess kickball legend uh, Twitter handle in the book Connected Leadership. Uh, that is out at Corwin Press because um, one of the things that initially attracted me to Kurt other than him being a really cool guy and being from Wisconsin and being your friend Jessica was the fact that he said recess kickball legend. The thing that I think is hilarious now is that one day I think that Brad Gustafson and Kurt are going to have a one-on-one -on -one, um, kickball game to see who is the mm -hmm. best. <laughs> You can't play kickball one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, we'd have yeah, to come up with some you. teams, and I think Wisconsin would have their own team, and then, like, Wisconsin oh, that would be cool. against everybody else, I think. Or Wisconsin against Minnesota. There you go. There you go. Oh, mm -hmm. That would be tough. Especially if you played it in the winter, too. It was really cold. Yeah, nobody else could handle that. <laughs> so, uh, Kurt, the reason why we wanted to have you on is that Jessica raves about your email prowess and I'll be honest with you we her and I had this discussion I was like could we really do a show on email and it wasn't until last week where we talked about you know being organized and trying to you know stay ahead of the curve with all the things that you have to do as the principal um, where like afterwards I was like this this could totally work we could do probably 45 minutes on a on, on email. So she said, we got to get Kurt on because Kurt has a really cool uh, and interesting philosophy on email and, and a way to do to deal with it. So um, I guess tell us a little bit about, I know it sounds odd, but tell us a little bit about email. Yeah, and I mean, at first it, it isn't, um, it's not like a, a topic that sounds like greatly interesting, but once you talk about it, it is. I think people are, are very interested in making good use of, uh, of their time. Right. Uh, so, you know, and that's, I mean, email can be such a, a, a time suck, and we don't have time for time sucks at all. Um, so I guess that, that's my interest, because I would rather be, I, I don't want to be chained to, to the expectations for email for myself or from other people. So I just try to make sure that I have good systems that work for me uh, so that I can have my focus and attention elsewhere. So that's kind of my, that's my preamble to, to my thoughts on email is, uh, you know, free your, free your time and also your mental energy from it. Um, yeah, because it's not it's not one of those you know cool, sexy you know Web two O tools that you know that everybody wants to talk about. But yet, I would say, by and large, I don't know anyone who's not dealing on a consistent basis with email. Yeah, and and we all are. So, and so I think we can all do something about it in how we 
send emails uh, and suck up other people's time, but then also how we respond to it as well. So I think there's uh, lots of things that I do that, that really work for me uh, to attain inbox zero. And uh, for those people who aren't uh, familiar with inbox zero, what it means is that your inbox has zero messages. Everything is either dealt with or processed or scheduled. Um, and it, it's something that I achieve quite frequently. Um, and I, I have three, I have four different email accounts. Um, and one of them, like my Hotmail account, that's just kind of, you know, that's tied to Amazon and all that. So that will have a bunch of junk in it all the time. But uh, like my school email, uh, but then also university email and personal email. I, I'm down to zero almost all the time. Almost several, all the time. Several almost times a week I'm at zero. Almost all the time? Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Kurt is the one who introduced me to Getting Things Done by David Allen, which I talked about in our last podcast, and then also the concept of Inbox Zero. And I'm looking back at my goals, and I achieved Inbox Zero five times last school year. Wow. That That's it. And Kurt does it almost all the time. Yeah, I don't even keep track of it anymore because it happens quite a bit. So, and, Kurt, take us mm -hmm. through, like, let's start with, with work email. Mm -hmm. Take us through your process. First off, what, do you, what systems do you guys use uh, at your school? Uh, we, we're Gmail, uh, which I think really helps a lot. Um, and we've been Gmail okay. for a couple of years. Uh, so I just think uh, Gmail works incredibly well for, for staying organized. Um, number one, just in, in terms of, uh, so it's, it's a getting things done concept, but don't sit down to look at email unless you have time to do email. Don't browse it throughout the day. That, that's a big mistake. Okay. Uh, so th I mean, there'll be a couple times a day when, you know, I just not necessarily have it scheduled, but I know I have um, maybe 20 minutes or half hour, and I'll sit down and I'll just crank through all of my emails. Um, and a, a getting things done principle is it, don't try not to touch things twice. Uh, so, like, if, if there's an email, make a decision about it right away. Either respond. Like, if you can do it within two minutes, you know, take care of that particular response, then do it. Um, otherwise, figure out what it's about and then just uh, decide on what you're going to do. You know, d assign an action to it. And I use uh, the, 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 the app, but then also the uh, desktop version of uh, OmniFocus. And there's lots of other products out there uh, that help you keep organized. It's like a, it's just like, like a to-do list. Uh, so that's with email. Don't let email, don't let your inbox be your to-do list. Uh, so if I'll get an email that requires more than just two minutes to respond to it, I'll, I'll forward it on to OmniFocus, and then I'll put a due date on it, and then I'll say what I have to do with it, not just the email itself. So it could be um, write a report on board goals. You know, So that will be the action that's assigned to that particular email because the email has all the information I need in it. Uh, so that, that's that's kind of my, my workflow for those sessions when I do look at email, which is probably just maybe two or three times a day. And uh, you know, I'll schedule it around all the, the the really busy stuff that needs my face to face attention. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at my my work email right now, mm -hmm. and I have uh, we Jessica's laughing at me last week, but we we use Microsoft you know um, Microsoft Office, <laughs> so which I, I like. Actually, I think I like a little bit more than Gmail, and a lot of people talk about this because if they've been conditioned to uh, Outlook, because it, it's very sequential, where uh, Google has introduced all the different threads. But mm -hmm. for instance, like I'm, I'm glancing through mine right now, and and I do, I do seek to be um, z inbox zero, but I know that I probably haven't done it all the school year because I'm looking at like there's still an email from from last month, so. Um, Last month, two two weeks ago, and and this week. So I have probably about twenty five emails here. So when you look at um, emails coming in, right? 
so I'm going to give you an example, and you you have uh, you have RTI as Jessica mm -hmm. said. So I have something from last month in here that was ad adjustments to the RTI teacher evaluation process. So when we're evaluating the teachers, there was a couple things that our district did to create some norms for RTI teachers because they're not dealing with lots of kids and they're also dealing with kids for, you know, maybe six to eight weeks to, you know, remediate where they are and then get them to the next level. So I haven't evaluated any of them yet, but I have all these different notes in here. So when I go through, and we use McCrell, um, all these notes of things that I need to look for. What would you have done with that once you got that back on September 22nd? <laughs> well, first thing, I, so rather than just having it sit in my email, so if it's a document like that, that maybe will take a half hour to, to read and analyze and understand. Um, so I would just uh, take that email, forward it to OmniFocus, which will then make it an action item. Um, it, and it doesn't have to be OmniFocus. There are many other uh, services that do this. So I would schedule it. Uh, I would put a due date on it. I would say, all right, uh, by November 10th or on November 10th, uh, well, read and understand what this happens to be, uh, so that I would, uh, you know, drop it into my to-do list. Um, but then, uh, what I like about Gmail, and I know other email services have this too, I would archive it. Um, so, uh, you know, just just so I can refer back to it. Um, so right away, I would just assign what I'm supposed to do with it and just get it out of the inbox. So would you put it in, like, say, an RTI folder? Because I do have an RTI folder that I didn't put it in yet. Yeah, you could put it in folders. Uh, but what I really like uh, is if you have the ability to label your emails. Um, or tag them, and again, that's a, that's a Gmail thing, but there are many ways to do it with the different email services. So I would put a tag on it that just says RTI. Uh, but the nice thing about tagging is that you can give it uh, multiple tags, so you can search for it in a variety of ways rather than just living in one specific folder. So you might call it RTI, uh, you might call it uh, admin, and you might call it evaluation. So it can live in all of those different places. And so I, I, don't, I don't use um, OmniFocus. Um, but I have been getting better at scheduling things, Kurt, and I think that's where I end up falling off is like when I, um, I have some of those emails too, like, you know, some video clips to watch for our, um, effect, our educator effectiveness or from DPI on assessment stuff that I just, they're sitting in my inbox because I didn't schedule them. And I know, mm -hmm. I think that's the missing part is if I don't schedule it, then they just sit there and you're saying schedule it and get it out of your inbox. Uh, but then, so sometimes I have the issue that I forget what folder I put it in. Mm -hmm. And um, so one thing I do try is, since I, I haven't paid to get OmniFocus, which it sounds like that's like the gold, platinum, whatever version of to-do list. But if I schedule it, I will often put a note like it's in this folder. Mm -hmm. So I'll remember where to look because otherwise there's so many darn folders that I have. Yeah, or if you have a good archiving uh, service that's part of your, your email. So, uh, again, I use Gmail, so the archiving is really great. So I don't delete anything. I just hit the archive key. Um, uh, but then I may just, like, uh, cut and paste just the subject of the email, put it in my to-do list so I know exactly what to look for, or I pay attention to who it's from. Uh, so then when November 10th rolls around and I said, okay, this is the day I was going to read all that whole RTI document, um, then I could just go into my archive and I can find it and then take care of it that way. Now I use Gmail for like all my personal things and you know that's connected to my blog and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So um, so I use it I use it quite often. Now I'm just kind of glancing at that. So I have a bunch of unread, I would say actually less than my work email. I probably have about 
10 right now. Um, and what I've been doing, and this is what I'm maybe seeking help with, so I let them sit here because I know, like, you know, there's something that I need to write for, um, you know, a particular uh, magazine article that's coming up. But I know that that's not due until January. So what you're saying is that now this was sent to me October 16th. It's not yep. due until January. So you wouldn't let it just sit there. You would assign it a task mm -hmm. like using OmniFocus. What if you didn't have OmniFocus? How would you have, how would you deal with these um, these tasks? Uh, you know, that's something you could just drop right in your calendar. Um, so you could just create an event. So on, uh, again, I'm just going to pick November 10th. On November 10th, uh, I'm going to write this article for Ed Week, whatever it happens to be. And then just include the link or, again, just the subject title from the email uh, right in my calendar or any other to-do list because there's so many products out there. Uh, OmniFocus, uh, I really like it, but I know that it isn't, uh, you know, the only one for people to do. Um, mm -hmm. But you could still just throw it on your calendar and uh, so then get it out of your inbox because then you're, you're less likely to overlook something that really needs your attention as it comes in. Um, and we've all done this before. We have a whole bunch of stuff in our email, and as we're scanning through it, we accidentally delete something. So the, the fewer items you have in your inbox, uh, the more attention it's going to get, and also just the, the less likely you are to make a mistake and either misfile it or accidentally delete it. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Like before I started getting to Inbox Zero, I realized I would miss emails because, you know, they weren't highlighted or, you know, bold or whatever. Um, I'd be reading something and then get interrupted and then later on, like, it wasn't important anymore in my inbox because mm -hmm. it was marked as red. It never showed up as anything and, you know, I would miss important things. So that's why I've been really trying to be as awesome as you at getting to Inbox Zero. Zero. Yeah, and, and some things do sort themselves out, or they reprioritize. Um, so what? So you may get something that, hey, I really want to get this done, and you put a date to it. Then that date rolls around, and you realize, you know what, this has already been dealt with, or it's mm -hmm. no longer important. Um, you know, so while you could just easily delete it out of your inbox at that time, once that calendar date rolls around, or it's on your to-do list, then it might be, ah, you know what, I really don't care about that anymore, and then just check it off. It's it's done. So do you um, you talk about uh, five sentences? Mm -hmm. What is that? Uh, five sentences is just a, a philosophy, and you can find it. Uh, so five dot um, s e n t e n c and then dot e s, and it's just like a philosophy about email, and it's one that uh, you know I've always had in mind, and that's once I get to paragraph two about writing an email, then I realize it shouldn't be an email. Uh, that's when you pick up the phone or you go visit somebody. That's for like personal communication, but if you need to just spew out a whole bunch of information and uh, to, to like my staff, uh, you know, and I've done this, I've sent longer emails, uh, but it's a whole, a whole bunch of information they need to know about our new evaluation system. That's one thing. But if, uh, if a parent uh, is emailing me and I realize that my email is getting pretty deep and complicated, then I don't think it's appropriate uh, for, for email. That's when I'll pick up the phone and I'll, I'll, I'll give people a call. Um, but so five sentences, it's, um, it's, I'll just read it to you. It says it's a personal policy that all email responses, regardless of recipient or subject, will be five sentences or less. It's that simple. So I don't subscribe to that all the time, but it's one that I think really works well. Okay. You, Kurt, have you ever used the short, um, uh, like the keyboard shortener? I learned that from Justin Bader at the Principal Center where you, you know, common responses that you might have to a parent, like, you know, why was the decision made on weather? Like, um, for a school cancellation, I have it like typed up of what I would say, and then I just—it's a quick shortener to type it in there, and then it appears without me having to type it all, or you know those no. common. No, no, I've never done that. But sometimes, like if I'm setting up a whole bunch of evaluation conferences, where the best way to communicate is email, I'll just cut and paste. You know, make sure I change. Uh, yeah. You know, 
whoever it happens to be, and then I'll cut and paste the body like that. Um, so, I, oh, sorry, Spike. I just thought of another example. Like, I have some recurring things in my um, Google Calendar. Like, one example is every Friday I will email the teacher whose um, scheduled Friday it is for their kids to come down for a celebration announcement. And um, it, in my calendar, I added in the, the box of the notes in Google Calendar of what my email is to the teacher so I don't have to retype it every time. I just pull that up and copy and paste it into there so that um, I have that reminder. And anything else that I have like that, I try, I've try. i started trying to do that too just to save me. All right, sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. So, all right, so we talked about, you know, the inbox and how you filter and how you, you deal with emails that are coming in. So we started to get a little bit on this about, you know, sending emails. So, you know, as a principal, you know, there's a lot of different philosophies out there about how you communicate with your with your staff. You know, there's some principals that, that you know, talk about, you know, utilizing Twitter or Google Docs or, or things like that to, you know, communicate a little bit more. But, um, like if you go back to, and I know you're familiar with, like say Todd Whitaker, you know that philosophy of, you know, getting a weekly memo out of some mm -hmm. sort to to the staff. Do you? How do you communicate with your staff in mass when you have different things going on? So, because I know you do weekly updates and yep. things like that. So, how do you how do you deal with that? Like right. how do, where, I mean, what's your philosophy on that? Right. So I so I don't want people sending me a whole bunch of emails. Um, and at the same point, I don't want to send out a whole bunch of emails too because I realize how, how they can get lost. Or I also understand that some of the content of my email might not be the most important thing that's going to come to them. So in communicating with my teachers, uh, you know, I have what we call the Hawkeye because our school, uh, we're the Hawks. Um, so I'll, I'll, every Friday, uh, and I just use Google Sites. So to me, it's, it's the best way to communicate. So it's like a newsletter. It's just like uh, Todd had talked about his uh, Friday Focus. So that's where I'll use. So I'll just have a document that I keep started each week or a page, I guess. And then as things come up, I'm like, oh, the staff should know about this. Uh, then I'll just open that up and paste it in there um, rather than forwarding all these emails on all the time because then they will get lost. Um, so I don't want to send out a bunch of emails. Or when I do send out an email because it's a, a matter of a, a timely issue, uh, then people will know, okay, this is probably something I should look at. Uh, but then another reason I like uh, using a Google site or any other web web page that you would do is uh, just the search feature. Uh, so if a teacher had a question about, um, no, I'll just use uh, educator effectiveness, which is uh, our new evaluation system in Wisconsin. So they can just go into the search feature of the website. They don't even have to remember exactly which page it was. They'll just do a, a search, and then they'll see all the different times it was mentioned in the newsletter that I send out. I do that too, Kurt, and honestly, I found it so helpful for me because, you know, when it comes time, you know, to writing my Friday Focus post for the week, I'm like, okay, what did I write about last year that I should make sure that I include for mm -hmm. reminders? And that helps me to just go back and find what I said before. So with the Google site, you um, – how do they know that it's updated? I mean, I know you do oh. it every week, but do you send yep. them an email with a link? I will, yes. So I'll, I'll send out an email, and I'll just say, here's next week's Hawkeye, and I may put a little tease in there. It's like, hey, it has important information about early dismissal day on Friday. I'm not going to put all that in the email. I want them to dig into it. Um, and so I'll just give them a reminder, and I'll put the link right in there. So uh, the, the system that I use, is it sounds very similar. Like we do a weekly blog, and I usually update it over the weekend. Now I'm finding myself it's just a lot easier to, for me to do that. So, it, you know, it has the weekly schedule, video pictures, you know, pretty much it's pretty standard. I mean, I, I always talk about how I learn from both of you, you know, and, and took, I feel like, the best from, from both of you. So um, 
but when I send my email, because that is for because that blog post is really for you know the the overall community. So it's parents, teachers, students, mm -hmm. um, and anyone else you know who comes across it on Twitter. Um, there's some things in there that maybe I don't want to include. Um, you know, for instance, like I'm going to be out this week. I have a you know a presentation tomorrow. I'm on jury duty call every day, so I may not be in. So I don't mm -hmm. want to necessarily put that out on the blog. So you know, there are things that like are or are there things that you don't um, you know put on the Google site that you'd rather just keep in the email? Right. Yeah, I do the same thing. So if there's a oh, if there's a reminder about um, you know. Do, Using personal days the appropriate way, or you know, using the the correct paperwork, TPS reports, um, knowing that my <laughs> knowing that my Google site is a public document, um, I won't put that in there. I will send that in a in a separate email uh, because then it also kind of separates it a little bit, uh, just so that they see, okay, this is something different. I better pay attention to that. And you can really refer to did you get the memo on the TPS reports? The new <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, hey, do you have you ever used Kurt Nudge Mail or I think in Gmail it's Boomerang it's called? No, I've not. I've heard you talk about it before, but it's uh, I, I don't. Yeah, so, I, I don't want to um, too fancy with email, so I, I try not to add on any other. <laughs> well, okay. So when you get and and I for work we don't use Gmail. Um, but when you get an email, I know, laugh at me, Spike. When you get an email, and it's one that I don't, I don't want to schedule. I just don't really want to do anything with it yet. Mm -hmm. I'll forward it to um, Nudge Mail, and what? So, like, say I have an email now, and I don't want to look at it until Wednesday. I will just literally send it to Wednesday at NudgeMail.com, and it wow. will send back to me on Wednesday. And now I've heard people talk about how like Boomerang is just a feature of Gmail that you can use that for. Um, but I sometimes find that helpful where it's, you know, I'm not ready to schedule it. I don't really want to do anything with it yet, but I can get it out of my inbox and it'll come back to me when I want to look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so there's a couple different services that do that. Uh, these are iOS apps. Um, and the new one from Gmail, which I think is just called Inbox, uh, but then also, what was the other one? I think it was just called Mailbox, and it, it'd be the same thing. So you would see an email, and you just swipe it a particular direction, and you just put a date there where you want to see it again. Uh, so you could just say, all right, get rid of this, but uh, bring it back tonight, or you can put a specific date uh, so it shows up in your inbox again. So and if that's you can... for an iPad? Um, well, yeah, it's an iOS. I have it on my iPhone. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's different... But there's also a web-based version of it, too. And I have not used uh, the, the Gmail inbox, which is a particular service now, uh, different than just uh, you know just like the regular name of your inbox, uh, but it will do that same thing. Because if you um, subscribe to the way that you do it, you wouldn't need that, right? You would um, you would you would have already determined where where you're going to place that email or and what you're going to do with that email. Right. Yeah, I mean th those two systems could work together, but the way I do it, you know, I'll, I'll sit down uh, because I, I don't want things coming back into my inbox. Once you touch it, it should be gone. Just you know, like papers on your desk. Um, don't reshuffle your piles. Um, so but, my cheating task isn't helping me. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. So one other thing, okay, so, um, and this is just uh, for mental clarity, uh, and I think it's important to say, is that I don't have my work email on my phone, um, and, and I just think that that's really important uh, because, you know, when I'm home, I have so many other things going on, uh, just, you know, with my wife and my children, um, and then doctoral work and all that. Uh, so, and, and my teachers know that too, and, and there is not an expectation for our central office folks that we have to respond instantly to email, especially when we're away from work. Um, so, you know, I don't have notifications turned on on my phone or anything like that because I just think that, uh, you know, being focused on where I'm at is incredibly important. But, it, you know, so the next day, uh, you know, by 9 o'clock the next morning, I will have processed through all my emails. 
Uh, so there's a, a kind of a, a, a black spot between, you know, like 6 p.m. and 9 a.m. the next day where I'm not responding to emails, and it has never caused an issue. Spike, do you have your email on your phone? I was just going to say that. I, I do, and I was going to ask that same question. Like, it, uh, you don't, but do you, meaning Kurt, um, but do you, um, I guess, like, doesn't it make it more effective if, doesn't it make your time a little bit more effective if you can just scroll through it and, and take care no, of things? Because you're looking at it all the time. So, and uh, John Pedersen had said this, he said, you know, if you have your notifications turned on, um, you know, whereas, like, your inbox refreshes uh, every minute. So he's like, you're scheduling four, uh, 1,440 interruptions in your day all the time because it's constantly refreshing. You see that little red number pop up. Um, so, no, I don't. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in sitting down and just getting it done. Uh, so it might, it might only take a total of 30 minutes if I was scanning my email all night and in the morning to take care of it, or I could just sit down at one time in 30 minutes and take care of everything at the same time. So I'd rather, um, and, and too often, uh, and you know, I changed it on purpose because uh, I'd be at the dinner table, I'd hear a ping on my phone, I'd look at it, and it'd be an email that kind of just put me in a different mood, and I didn't think that was fair to myself or my family. Spike, I just did it. I just took just it off my phone. I'm going to do it. Rip I, it. Rip the Band-Aid. Kurt, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do that too because, you know. I'm having a, a panic attack a little bit. It's mm -hmm. one of the discussions that my wife and I have all the time, but I guess I feel like, you know, sort of as that quote-unquote connected educator that I'm, you know, I'm accessible at all times. But I right. guess through what you're saying is if somebody really needed to get in touch with you, then I'm sure like your teacher could text you or right. some, you know, somebody right. could, you know, call or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the email... Let's let's try to put this in perspective here. So the email, um, I don't know if I asked you this, but I mean, is the, is is email dead? Uh, no, I mean it still serves a purpose, just like uh, the U.S. Postal Service isn't dead. It still serves a real. Uh, I mean, I don't think we could live without it. I mean, it it is sometimes it is the best way to communicate. Um, um, but so. So I, I, th I do think it's important to be connected. So I'll, I'll say this. So I use IFTTT, um, and I have a couple recipes set up where if I get an email from my superintendent or from my wife, um, it will trigger a text that says, hey, you got an email from these two important people. Okay, my wife is more important than my superintendent, um, but you know I don't want to lose her messages. So you know if Dr. Finko emails me, uh, no matter what time it comes in, that IFTTT recipe will send me a text saying, hey, you got a you got an email message from Fran, and I'll take a look at that because you know I, uh, he because he doesn't blast us with a lot of emails, so I know if he's emailing me, it's important. Uh, another thing I do is I have my uh, personal cell phone number or my only cell phone number in my uh, signature line. So if someone really needs to get a hold of me, they can just call me because my email number's right there. You're, you have an right if there. this then that recipe. For say that again? Yep. So I have an if this then that recipe. If I uh, Because I don't have my work email on my phone, okay. uh, so I'm not scanning it all the time. But if uh, Dr. Finko emails me, my superintendent, um, it will trigger uh, an alert that will send me a text, and it just says, email from Fran Finko. And then, you know, if he's if he's emailing me, I do want to take a look at that, just so I'm... Oh, but know, could I, that be yeah. any email? Like, my superintendent sends out emails that go to everybody that... Okay. Huh. That's Did interesting. Did you take your email off your phone? Did you do not, it? Not yet. Not Come yet. On. Come on. <laughs> So let me ask you this. So all right. So email's not dead. Email's a, an effective way, especially within a closed, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to say, you know, business or you know, school or you know, community. Uh, you know, it, ser it serves that purpose. It's, it's obviously cut down on 
thousands and millions of uh, you know of paper and stuff like that because you know I guess that's what we used to do you know the old school principals would go through put the memos in everybody's box. Mm-hmm. Um, do how many emails would you say you send out to your staff a week? Oh, to the whole staff? Yeah, less than ten. Okay, less than ten. How about you, Jess? Um, in in a whole week? Yeah, I to whole staff. No, I would just say a, a few. I mean, because I try to keep everything to my Friday focus post. Um, to whole staff, it, it's only like if something was missed from the morning announcements for the most part. Okay, because. You know, I guess you guys have, you know, like your district administrators and supervisors and people like that who may, you know, send you things to, you know, forward to your staff or whatnot. So um, you would just, I guess what you do when you get stuff that you have to forward on, you're just, you've created a filtering system as opposed to just hitting forward all the time because then you're sending that same message to the teachers. If if my superintendent or the tech director or somebody wants something sent to all staff, they send it to all staff. I don't send it. It comes from them. And then I'll include a reminder in my Friday focus post for them. Is but, that the I mean, same with you, Kurt? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll get emails where I'm asked to forward it on. And, and and I don't know why people sending it to me wouldn't just, especially from within our school district, I don't know why they wouldn't just send it on to the whole staff anyway, but maybe they just aren't quite as tech savvy and don't understand the different distribution lists we have set up. So I just do it. But I'll always put a little personal message with it. Hey, see the following information from the library about whatever happens to be. Okay, so I know this isn't email related, but you still get, and I know we all still get mail. How do you, because you had talked about piles and files. Oh, that, you got to be getting things done. I was going to say this, this could really turn into a whole other thing, but just real quick then, how, do you use the same philosophy when, do both of you use the same philosophy uh, as email as you do, you know, the written? Um, I, I follow the philosophy. Kurt actually accomplishes the philosophy. <laughs> eat off of his desk at any part of it. It is completely cleaned off. Right, and, yeah. and I think I think of those two spaces, uh, both just my inbox, but then also my desktop. Uh, to me, if those two places are organized, I think that's a sign of mental clarity for me, which is which is really good. Um, it, it, and the the part that I really love about uh, the Getting Things Done book is where it talks about commitments. And when we know we have a whole bunch of stuff we have to get done, and uh, and we haven't got it finished, then we feel disappointment with ourselves because we've let someone else down. Whereas if we have a system where we said, I'm going to take care of this on this date, and here's what I'm going to do, uh, then uh, to me it makes me feel better about how I do my work, and I know I'm not letting letting anyone else down. So I mean, it's just that chapter or those couple pages I read over and over frequently because it really helps me understand about just being organized. Um, it's, it's not a selfish act. It's, uh, you know, how you, I mean, it is selfish in a positive way, um, but it also talks about how you value other, other people's time. Like if you forget to do things um, because you've just forgotten, uh, then it, it, I don't know, it doesn't feel good when someone does that. Right. To me. I, think, I, need, I need something done and um, they say, okay, yep, I'll take care of it. Then, I, then it doesn't happen. So for, to, to wrap this up, Right, because this has been fascinating. I will say that I, I, Jess, I was wrong, and we probably could go an hour and a half into this, but because um, I still feel like I have more questions. But if you were to give us, you know, um, and our and our listeners like 
like maybe the top five things to, to do to start to, like you said, get things done, become more productive. Um, do you have any blog posts or books or just websites that you would um, recommend for us? Well, number one, uh, just uh, anything from David Allen. Uh, so his book, Getting Things Done, was written before email was like a really big thing, and I don't know if he's come out with a new version of it. Um, but he doesn't talk a lot about email in that in that book, but just the philosophy is important. Uh, recently, he was on NPR uh, a couple Sundays ago, so if you can track that down, I mean, it was a, a wonderful um, interview that, that he did. So just have a, and, and this, this goes beyond email, but just have a system for what you are going to do, um, whether it's OmniFocus or, you know, you have, a, you know, a, a day planner kind of thing. Just have a good system for keeping track of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. Um, so let me see. That's that's two. That's uh, two. The third one, you know what? Don't don't let email dictate how you're going to spend your time. Um, you know, so for a school principal, our jobs are, are busy enough. Uh, so I just say don't worry about email when you're at home, unless that's an expectation, a clearly stated expectation from your supervisor. Make yourself available in, in other ways because people are real quick to fire off emails, but then uh, not very understanding when you don't respond. Whereas <laughs> if you say you know what, I'm not going to check my email, but if you really need me, here's my cell phone. And then I'll also kind of throw in a, um, I put my kids to bed kind of between 7.30 and 8.30, so be careful about that time. That makes people think. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, no, I better not call. Um, you know, they won't call between that hour, but then also they'll realize that, that you know, this thing can wait. Um, my top five. Um, okay, so oh, number four. sending. Don't, yeah. Yeah, so, so number four would be don't let your inbox be your to-do list, Okay. It clutters up your inbox, and then you're going to lose something, and then you don't get all your tasks done. Uh, but then also, okay, so I'll say number five for me would be um, don't clutter up anyone else's email inbox, too. Recognize when the most appropriate form of communication is not email, whether that's a phone call or go visit, especially if it's like an emotional topic. Um, you might send off a quick reply say, hey, this is really important to me. I'm going to give you a call at 4 o'clock, whatever it happens to be. That would be an okay email, but don't try to justify everything in writing uh, because you, you lose that, uh, uh, I guess, that emotional context that you could give it uh, with a face-to-face -face conversation or a phone call. It's right. fascinating. That's a great list, Kurt. And <laughs> I think it's funny that Spike didn't think we could talk about email. And now I'm in the comments saying, Spike, our time is up. Come on. I know. I know. We, like, went over and stuff. But, like, I don't know. And, and, you know, the thing is, like, if you were to talk to my colleagues, you would probably say, they would probably say, he's really organized. Uh, you know, he's very prompt on getting back to emails. He rarely forgets things and stuff. But I'll be honest with you, when I listen to, to you guys and, and to other people talk about, like, really getting things done, I'm like, oh, I, I'm far away from this. Like, I'm lucky sometimes that I get some of the things that I've done that I do. And I think that what you're talking about is like you get this system in place and then you use that system. You know, it's, it's a mm -hmm. tried, tried and true, like you even said, you know, adapt it a little bit for your own. And then, um, and then as you implement it, it probably is going to free some things up because I'll be honest with you, I, I check email all the time and I, and I, I um, I'm not going to stop well, doing it. I think it, it, it has to become a habit. And what's hard to make something an effective habit is that we get interrupted so much and things pile up that um, I, I haven't gotten to the point where it's an effective habit that I always stay with. Um, just because the nature of this job and, you know, have a couple bad days and you're behind by like a week all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. 
So that makes it hard. Kurt mm -hmm. somehow does it. He's well, and, and I used to be that way. So I remember when I got uh, my first smartphone was a BlackBerry, and I would like brag about you know how quickly I'd respond to people's emails, and then I realized I was ignoring people like who were actually in my physical presence who deserve more attention than this right. email coming from mm -hmm. far away. And then I think it also just gets other people in a bad habits. It's like, uh, you know, if they or he will respond to my email right away because it's, that's what he does. Then they expect that from you. Mm -hmm. so, so wise, Curtis. Yeah, so so my, wise. my wife is a university professor, and uh, something that she has started to do when I see other uh, professors doing this is like, because a lot of their students, you know, who are in their teens and 20s, um, you know, think that uh, email should just be responded to right away. But she'll put it in her syllabus, but then also in her opening class, just say, you know what, it may take me a couple days to, uh, to respond uh, you know, to you via email. If you have a question, throw it out to our class hashtag on Twitter, or uh, you, you can find me this way. And that's great. That, that's working well for her. Well, thanks so much for your time, Kurt, especially on a Sunday when there's football going on right now. Yeah, well, my game was at 3 o'clock. Go Broncos. We're going to take down the Patriots today. <laughs> well, I don't know. They call that a little trap game, they're saying, that the yeah, yeah. Patriots there's are There's a blizzard up there right now. Did you have, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. We, had a, we had a bad nor'easter, but we didn't get much snow. Uh, I'd say wind, rain, you know, like really, really bad. Um, but, you know, I can't wait for the Eagles, so... All right. I think we got to end this one, Mike. It's been way over 20 minutes, all right? Well, we don't get a lot of Kurt time like you do in Wisconsin. So. I know. I get a lot of Kurt time. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Principal Peelin out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today.